You are listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. James Marshall is a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. His registered investment advisory firm is registered in Texas and Kentucky. For 30 years, he has been educating, advising, and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. This podcast is about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, physical, and yes, some spiritual. The bottom line is you will leave with some knowledge and knowledge is wealth. So whether you're walking, running, exercising, or having your choice of beverages, no judgments here, clear, then open your mind and get ready for some life-changing financial lessons. It's your time. Here is your host, James Marshall. Welcome, Wealth Builders, to podcast number 73, Embrace the Power of Cooperative Economics. You don't have to do it alone. You know, there are all kinds of ways to use cooperative economics to build wealth within your family and or community. Investment clubs, community foundations, community cooperative trusts, family trusts, family banks, and family offices just to name a few. However, it is important that everyone involved in this wealth building cooperative have the same agenda. Note that I did not say have the same level of assets or expertise, but they must be on the same page regarding the wealth building goals and the approach to accomplishing them. Just remember When it comes to establishing a multi-family wealth building cooperative, it is important to have strong leaders in the group. But more important than strong leaders, it is important to have a solid structure and detailed operating procedure within the cooperative. The leaders don't have to be the elders of the family. However, it's hard to accomplish significant multi-family wealth without full participation of the oldest members of the family. This is mostly because they are a uh, kind of at a different stage in their lives, in their work lives. Older members of the family often are retired and often have more assets than younger members do. And the younger members of the family, meaning middle-aged, they tend to be at the height of their earning cycle and have higher incomes than the older members, but not the same level of assets. The beauty of this situation as it relates to multifamily cooperatives 
is that older members have more use for fixed income than they do for large assets. So transferring a good portion of their assets into the family cooperative trust and receiving a monthly stipend from the trust not only addresses their cash flow needs, but it also allows them to get assets out of their estate, which can be beneficial from an estate tax and nursing home care point of view. The backbone of the Multifamily Cooperative Trust, or MFCT, is the purchase of life insurance for all the participants. These policies should be owned by the trust, paid for by the trust, and the trust should be the beneficiary. This strategy is what makes the Multifamily Cooperative Trust, or MFCT, perpetual. Now, the following example is how a multifamily cooperative trust could work. So follow along with me. In the example that I'm going to use, I'll give you a fictitious family. So if the name of this family is your family name, I apologize. (laughs) But we're talking about a family called Williams and Smith. Williams Smith Family Trust. James and Gwen Williams are the founders of the trust. James is uh, William Williams' brother, and James and Gwen are the parents of Sharon Williams, whose name will come up later. And James is 80 years old, Gwen is 79 years old, and they have a household income of approximately 80000 a year. Their household expenses are 40000 a year. Their net worth is $2,500. This is because their assets have been moved to the family trust. What's significant about that 2500 amount is it's below the threshold for nursing home assistance. The monthly trust contribution, our money that they're receiving from the trust, is $2,000 per month. That's their stipend. Next, you have Mike and Carl Smith. They are managers of the trust. Mike is married to the daughter of William and Doris Williams and the sister of Bill. Yvette, who will be introduced later, uh, is also a part of the county, and she is the sister of Curl. Mike is 46, Curl is 47. They have a household income of $150,000 per year. Household expenses, $130,000 per year. Net worth, $260,000. They are contributing $750 per month into the trust. Their profile is, they're a struggling middle-class family, one paycheck away from financial ruin. Cash reserves are weak, and they have no health insurance. The trust owns $500,000 in life insurance on each of them. Because of some recent financial hardships, the trust is currently paying their monthly mortgage for them for a year to allow them to build up a comfortable level of cash reserves and retirement savings. They have the opportunity to supplement their retirement income with up to $25,000 per year from the trust because of these efforts. Then we have Sharon Williams. She's also a manager of the trust. Sharon is age 40, household income $60,000 a year, household expenses $51,000 a year. She has a net worth of $100,000 and she is contributing $500 per month to the trust. Sharon 
her income comes from commission. She's a commission income employee. We're well, not an employee, but she's a salesperson. So her income is not steady. Uh, she's a single mother of a special needs child and has a lot of health-related debt. Uh, the trust has a $1 million life insurance policy on insurance life and purchased her home to avoid foreclosure. She will buy it back for the amount of the loan when she's financially able. Also, the trust paid off her daughter's medical bills. Then we have Malik and Tony Smith. They are shareholders of the trust, which is the lowest level. Now, Malik is 23, Tony is 22. You have a household income of $58,000 per year, household expenses of $60,000 per year, and their net worth is negative $25,000. These are newlyweds, short on everything. They need help getting their first house, so the trust loaned them the money to put a 50% down payment on a store home. The trust has a $1 million life insurance policy on each of them. Malik and Tony greatly benefit from the ongoing education that the trust provides them, preparing them for the next level of their lives. Then you have Lisa Smith. She's the last person in the trust. She's also a shareholder. She's age 25, household income $75,000 a year, household expenses $48,000 a year, net worth $37,000. She is contributing $500 per month to the trust. Lisa is a young attorney with excellent money management skills. She is very ambitious and family-oriented. She is next in line to move into the managing director position in about 13 years. The trust has a $1 million policy, life insurance policy, on Lisa. So you can see how everyone has a role in progressing the objective of the trust. Because of these efforts and these contributions, in particular these life insurance proceeds, the trust has been able to build up a good list of assets. The trust has a $700,000 apartment building, $500,000 in annuities that came from James and Gwen, $250,000 stock portfolio that came from Gwen, $250,000 cash management account from the elders combined, and $250,000 in houses that they are owning for the benefit of the managers and the shareholders of the trust. For a total of $1,950,000 in assets in the trust. Uh, one of the ways that the trust was able to receive money to buy the apartment building and other assets is because James died shortly after setting up the family wealth plan and he left a $1 million life insurance policy or benefit to the family trust. And that's when Gwen transferred the $800,000 in assets to the trust that made up her 401k and other assets, including the house that she's currently living in. So you can see where cooperation is the key word in cooperative trust. So the trust does have revenue coming in and expenses going out. You notice that I listed how much each member is contributing to the trust. Well, family contributions add up to about $4,700 a month, or $4,750 to be exact. Rental income from the apartment building comes up to about $6,250 per month. And investment income by way of interest and dividends is $1,000 per month. So the trust has $12,000 coming in each month, approximately. The expenses for the trust... $2,725 a month in premiums for life insurance policies that the trust is paying for, $3,000 a month for 
health insurance premiums for the family members or members of the trust, $3,275 per month in mortgage payments for homes the trust is paying for, $2,000 in family support or stipends that the trust is paying out to elders, and $1,000 per month in savings and investments. So the trust has $12,000 coming in and $12,000 going out. The key factor in the trust being effective is cooperation, dedication, and commitment. But also you notice one thing that stayed the same. For the trust to be perpetual, each family member needs to have $500 to $1 million in life insurance that's owned by the trust. So when someone dies, that money goes into the trust and allows it to continue to grow. So family cooperative trusts work if everyone works towards the end or the goal of the trust. The backbone of the multifamily cooperative trust or MFCT is the purchase of life insurance for all the participants. These policies should be owned by the trust, paid for by the trust, and the trust should be the beneficiaries. Just as I said before, it is extremely important that that be communicated to all members. The secret to the success of the Hive multifamily wealth building strategy is commitment, discipline, and comprehensive financial planning. But it all starts with planning. Until next time, keep building wealth. Peace. You have been listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. Keep increasing your knowledge by going to marshallyourmoney.com and check out our educational videos, newsletters, and calculators. There you can also sign up for your free copy of his book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. Like this podcast and follow it on podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Black Family Wealth, Twitter, James Marshall at Marshall Wealth, Instagram, Marshall Wealth, LinkedIn, James Marshall, and on YouTube, James Marshall Financial Educator. Email your questions or thoughts to James at MarshallYourMoney.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, we build wealth one family at a time. I know you can. I teach you how to stay. Don't waste your money, but bank your money. Don't spend your end. I teach you how to stay. Your bank account will be filling out with them. Dividends. I teach you how to stay. Rule number one, if it ain't making money, it ain't making sense.